Their children are slipping out for some children's church activities. Seventy-one percent of the earth's surface is covered in water of some form. It's interesting as we think about that, that nearly 97% of that water is either salt water or otherwise undrinkable. Two of the remaining 3% is locked in ice caps and glaciers. Of the 71% of the earth's surface that is covered in water, only 1%, 1% of that is available for human consumption. Available for farming, agricultural, residential, manufacturing, communities, personal use to meet our needs. Of all of the water that's on the earth, only 1% is usable to sustain life. Think about the vast difference in those numbers. The water that is on the earth regulates the temperature of the earth. It is used to keep the world from getting the earth from getting too hot or too cold. The water also is used to regulate the temperature of the body. If we look at the human body, the water carries nutrients and oxygen to the cells. It, uh, it cushions the joints. It protects uh, our organs and our tissues. Over 60% of the entire body is water. 70, 71% of the entire earth is water. 60% of the human body is water. of our lungs is water. 83% of our blood is water. 75%, now think about this, 75% of the human brain is water. Only 25% of it is made up of anything other than water. Also, it's interesting... If you look at a tree, 75% of a living tree, like our brain, is made up of water. You think about the impact of water. A person can live for over 30 days without food, but only three to five days without water. Water is essential to physical life in every way. When we look at it as far as what it does for the earth and the plants that grow, controlling the temperature, all of the things involved in that, when we look at it from a physical standpoint, the need for water in our bodies and our brains and our lungs and our blood in order to survive, not only is water essential for physical life, Water is also essential for spiritual life. The Gospel of John, the seventh chapter, Jesus is speaking. 
And it's an interesting event as this unfolds at the Feast of Tabernacles. This feast was used in order to remember God's faithfulness when the Israel nation was wandering in the wilderness. Throughout the course of this feast, each and every day, there was a ceremony of water. And that ceremony of water was used to remember when Moses drew water from a rock in order to sustain God's people in the wilderness. And so every day they would bring water, they would draw it from the well of Siloam, they would bring that water and they would offer it at the altar as an offering to God, recognizing and remembering His faithfulness and His provisions and what He had done for them in the wilderness. And then we come to John chapter 7, beginning in verse 37. And listen to the words of Jesus. Now, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. I think that's important. Jesus is in the midst of the feast. All of these activities are going on. There is this recognition of the power of God, the provision of God, and the presence of God. When the nation of Israel was in the wilderness, and the water that was provided along with the manna, and in the middle of this feast, in the middle of this recognition and celebration, Jesus stands up and says, Hey, wait a minute. i got something to say. If any man is thirsty using the visual effect of the water offering, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. But he spoke of the Spirit, whom, he, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, an incredible turn of events to communicate to those who were there the power of water. They're witnessing this water offering that was brought to the altar every day of the feast, but this is the great day. This is the final day of the feast, in which it's indicated that in all likelihood they... They brought multiple times to the water altar, to the water to the altar, in order to remember what God had done for them. And in the midst of that, and the hustle and the bustle, and everything that's going on surrounding that, all of the, the pageantry and the ceremony of these religious acts, Jesus stands up, and I think it's interesting that word cried out. In other words, he raised his voice so he could be heard amongst the crowd. And he said, if anybody here is thirsty, let him come to me and I'll give him something to drink. Indicating and helping us to understand the importance of water and the role of water in our spiritual journey. So there are three things that I want us to learn from this text today. The first one is this, Jesus gives living water for the thirsty. Jesus gives living water for the thirsty. He stands up and makes this assertion that anyone who is thirsty, 
That's significant because what that says is you have to recognize that you have a need. When I get thirsty, I recognize that I, I, have a, I need something to drink to quench my thirst. Indicating that he is inviting them that are thirsty. Those who recognize and realize they have a need. Recognize and realize that there is something going on in their life, that there's something absent from their life, and they have a need in their life. And so he offers this living water to those who are thirsty. We would say to those who are sinners. And recognize their sin. Recognize their sinfulness and the need that exists in their life. And so Jesus says, anybody who's thirsty, let him come to me. Showing us that he is offering to them what? Salvation. This is salvation that he's talking about. This is eternity that he's talking about. And he says, you can go through all of these religious acts that you want. You can go through all of these religious practices that you want. But if you want salvation, you have to come to me. And if you will come to me and recognize that you need to come to me, I will satisfy that thirst. I will meet that need in your life. Christ can meet for us the needs of our life where religion can never meet those needs. And we have to understand that sometimes we get caught up in religious things. Oh, I come to church. Oh, I, I sing. I pray. I give in the offering. I, I do all of these religious things. But we have to understand that religious things in and of themselves cannot and will not save us. It is only Jesus Christ who can save us. It is only through Him and His sacrifice that we can receive eternal salvation. And He makes this invitation. And He said, if there's anyone here who recognizes that they are a sinner and that they have a thirst or they have a need in their life, if they will come to Me, I will meet that need. I will satisfy and quench that thirst. I think it's interesting as we look at that, that Jesus says all you have to do is come and accept the gift that I have to offer of salvation. He didn't say to them, listen, if you're thirsty, let's go down and, and let's go down to the, the well and let's get a, 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 a vessel and let's draw some water out and let's get a drink. He didn't say, let's go over here to the storage container and get some water. He said, if you're thirsty, all you have to do is come to me, indicating that there isn't anything that we can do to satisfy our thirst. There is anything that we can do to earn the water for our thirst. Takes us to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. God's word says this, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. He says, listen, you don't have to go dig the well. You don't have to go get water out of the well. You don't have to go to the, the storage containers to get water. You don't have to do any of that. None of those things will earn the water that you need to quench your thirst. All you have to do is come to me. And if you come to me, I will meet your need and I will satisfy the thirst that exists in your life. We need to understand that without Christ, we are nothing, we can do nothing, and that as sinners, the only thing that can satisfy the penalty for our sin is the sacrifice that Christ made, and we need to receive the free gift that He offers us of salvation. 
That's it. He says you can't earn it, you can't work for it, you can't pay for it, you don't deserve it. But if you're thirsty and you recognize that you have a need, he said you come to me and I will take care of your thirst. I'm the one who can meet your need. I'm the one who can satisfy that longing, that that void, that emptiness in your life. Salvation is so simple. And yet in the same breath can be so complicated. We've been raised up in a world that says we, we need to take care of ourselves. We've been raised in a world that, that communicates that, that we need to be independent. That we need to be self-sufficient. That the only person that you can ever count on in this life is you. Don't ever depend on anybody else. Don't ever think anybody else is going to take care of you. You're the only one that can take care of yourself. And you need to stand up for yourself. You need to plan for yourself. Take care. We've been taught that our whole life. You. Take care of you. Don't count on anybody else to do that. And then we turn right around. And Christ's offer of salvation is just the opposite of that. He says there is anything you can do that will bring salvation to your life. It all depends upon me. He said, it all has to do with what I have done for you. And if you're thirsty, if you recognize that you're a sinner and you have a need, and you will come to me, I will give you the free gift of salvation. I will give to you what you cannot secure on your own. And we struggle with that because we want to pay for it. We want to earn it. We want to be good enough to deserve it. And so we go through the practices of can I be good enough and can I do this and can I do that? Can, can I, you know, and, and we think all of these things, if I give enough money, if I, you know, go to church enough, if I, do the, if I do all of these things, then I deserve salvation. And Jesus says no. In fact, the scripture says no. That there isn't anything that you can do because if you do it, then you're going to boast that you got salvation. He says, everything that, that all you can do is depend upon me. And so that's difficult for us sometimes because it goes against what we've been taught in our life. But the scripture says, there's only one who can offer salvation. And that is through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And the sacrifice that he offered and the price that he paid for our sins. Jesus stood up and he said, if anybody here is thirsty... Let him come to me, and I will give him to drink. I will give him what he needs to meet the needs of his life. Second thing I want us to see is this. Jesus gives living water to those who believe. Verse 38 tells us that as we read the passage again and look at Jesus' words. He says, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Living water for those who believe in Christ. Those who believe can receive. Without belief, Christ, and in Christ as the Son of God and the Savior, we have no hope. In Acts, the second chapter, there is this great story. We refer to it as Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And the scripture says that the Spirit came upon Philip and it encouraged him to go down to a certain road passing between two areas. And and so Philip obeyed that calling on his heart. 
And he goes down to this certain road, and as he's there, he sees this individual in a chariot who is going by. And the Spirit encourages Philip to go up to him, and so he does, and he approaches this chariot with this Ethiopian in it, and the Ethiopian is reading Scripture. He's reading from the Old Testament book of Isaiah. And Philip comes up to him and he says, hey, do you understand what you're reading? And the guy says, how can I unless someone teaches me, unless someone enlightens me on these things? And so they open the scroll and they continue to read. And as they're reading through the passage, the scripture says, and I think this is such a a, a beautiful thing. The scripture says, he preached unto him Jesus. Real simple. Wasn't complicated. It wasn't hard. I just want to share with you Jesus. And he preached unto him Jesus, and at the end of that, he says this, Hey, here's water. What's keeping me from being baptized? What you just taught me about Jesus says that I need to take action, and, and I believe, and so I, I want to do something about it. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip's response is this, If you believe, you can. Belief. We have to believe. Jesus says here, to those who believe in me, there shall be this this well of the Spirit growing up within them, this living water that's just flowing from their life. But it begins with belief. And the eunuch said, or, or, or the Ethiopian said to Philip, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And he said, that's all you need. They went down into the water, both of them, and he was baptized. Why? Because he believed. Jesus says, I offer living water to those who know they're thirsty, to those that know they have a need. I offer living water, that salvation, to everyone's life who would receive that. He says, but they have to believe in who I am. They have to believe in my word and my truth. Belief was what opened the door for salvation. And the scripture calls us To believe the same was true then, same is true today. That we must believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and He is our Savior. We must believe that He is the only way, the only path, the only means of salvation for life. That there is no other name under heaven by which men must be saved except that of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said for those who believe, there will be these rivers of living water flowing up out of their life. Now think about the terminology of that. And it's interesting to me that he goes from, if you're thirsty, I'll give you a drink, just a cup, just a drink, to these rivers of living water flowing in one's life. It begins with belief, recognition that I have a need. It begins with just a drink. It ends in rivers of flowing, living water in my life. What a transition from just such a small thing to such a huge thing of rivers flowing of living water. All through God's Word, we see Jesus just taking a little something and making it into something huge. Taking just a little fish, a little bread, feeding thousands. Taking a little of this, a little of that, and multiplying it To meet the needs of the many. In this passage, he says, listen, if you will come to me thirsty, I'll give you a drink. 
And that drink will turn into rivers of living water flowing out of your life. Taking just a little and making it much. Brings us the third and final thing, and that is Jesus gives living water through the Holy Spirit so that the living water can be given away. He gives us living water through the Holy Spirit so that the living water can be given away. We read that, that final verse, that flowing from the innermost being that probably refers back to some passages in Isaiah that talks about the Spirit and the innermost being. But the Scripture says that when we become a believer, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that He sends His Spirit to come and live within us. That we are given the Holy Spirit to help us live the Christian life. We're given the Holy Spirit to give us direction and and to give us conviction and and to give us uh, confidence in regards to doing what God has called us to do and living the way that God's called us to live. And so the Holy Spirit comes to live within us in that last Verse that we read there, verse 38, after Jesus speaking, says he's referring to the Holy Spirit. The Spirit that's been promised for those who believe, but the Spirit hasn't come yet. Why? Because Jesus hasn't been glorified yet. This was prior to His death, burial, and resurrection. And we know that it was after His death, burial, and resurrection on the day of Pentecost that the Spirit infused man's life, that we were given the Holy Spirit to live within us, to help us live for Him day by day. And he says, when that spirit, when he comes and lives within us, he said, it becomes a a spring, it becomes rivers of flowing of the living water in our life and out of our life. We are to live as Christ has called us to live by the help and through the help of the Holy Spirit that he has given us. And in living that fashion, then the living water can be shared with others. That we can go to others and say, let me, if you're thirsty... If you have a need, if you recognize that there's a need in your life, let me share with you how to satisfy that need. It's the living water. It's the living water that is in me. It's the living water that came from a drink that now has turned into rivers flowing of living water. That the Spirit is living in me, and I can share that message with you. And that's really what He's called us to. He's called us to to be convicted, to be convinced, And to share the message of this living water, this amazing transformation, so that we can help others to come to know the living water that we know. To experience the salvation that we've experienced. To know the hope that we know. And so really simply it comes down to this this morning. First is this. Do you believe? Do you believe? Because Jesus said, if you believe, then this water is for you. Not only do you believe, but have you received? Have you received the gift of the living water that Christ offers us, salvation that He gives to us? And if you have, are you allowing the Spirit to flow from your life so that you might share with others the living water that you've received? And that's really what this is all about. It's about recognizing that we're thirsty, we have a need. It's about realizing that Christ is the only one that can meet that need and receiving the living water that he's offered, that drink of salvation. And then allowing the Holy Spirit to to live within us to fulfill his call and destiny for our life and being willing to share that living water with others. If you're here this morning 
and you need that living water, then we're going to sing an invitation and we invite you to come. 